night, 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 house, night, house, night, 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 house. What is that the theme for? Um, I Dream of Genie? Is it? Uh, yeah, probably, Yeah, I think right? so. Is Hello, it? welcome. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Cahoots, as you know, because you, you clicked on it. And uh, we like to... Sorry, I'm eating chocolate. Sorry, that's, not sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of normal at this um, point. But we talk about movies that could be, movies that never were. Yeah. Movies that should be, mm-hmm. movies that could occur. Just made that Whoa. up. Yeah, maybe that's our tagline. <laughs> we'll have to go back and uh, listen to exactly what you said there and be able to repeat it. Um, Ben. That's me. Is leaving in a few days to go to the great state of New York. Mm-hmm. To Syracuse, New York, uh, to visit the set of uh, a feature film uh, written by myself and my writing partner and good friend Luke Piotrowski, uh, and directed by the handsome and talented uh, friend of both of ours, uh, David Bruckner. Uh, called the Devilishly Night House. Devilishly talented. Yeah. It, it, yes, exactly. And they're underway, uh, but we're going to go see it for ourselves. Yeah, you guys are the you're, you're the sheriffs rolling into town, just cracking the whip. I mean, that's <laughs> I think that's what everyone's afraid of, but I, I feel like at this point um, it's understood that we're, you know, we're there to help, we're there to enjoy, and, you know, stand around awkwardly eating from Crafty and, you know, asking grips what exactly their job is and you know whatever all you, do. you jerks that never worked in production <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mean I, I i joke with my friends i have a lot of friends who work in in crew positions i you know it wasn't my i was born above the line and i'm i'm staying there that's I can't a help real <laughs> that's just how it is i don't know it doesn't I'm not a classist about it. I like everybody on set. I don't I don't have like a sort of bias at all. Like I'm interested in everybody's jobs, I but I can't help cuz I'm just I just I'm useless. Yeah, Ben always joked that he tried to PA, but he was unhirable cuz he's horrible at the job. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> this is absolutely true. I did it twice, once for a friend and then and that once stands in a, for a production you know. assistant and that's the that is the entry level job. Yeah. So he's like I could never work in anything because No, I can't do anything. No one. I mean, and, and nor should I. I'm not good at it. No one. No one should should have me there. I talk too much. Uh, I'm I'm good for a couple things in this world: writing movies and TV shows, and apparently podcasting. Because between this and Luke and I's podcast, I do a, a lot of it at this point. I subject, you know, strangers and friends alike to my just vocal stylings. Ooh. Maybe you know? you'll maybe you'll like start a podcasting network. That could happen. <coughs> I'd do that. There's a lot of things I could talk about. I mean, I like to talk about movies the most, but uh, yeah. But you're you have one of my favorite uh, Instagram stories, which is just cats. Yeah, I could do a podcast about cats. Funny cat, <laughs> <laughs> funny cat. Like <laughs> you and Eve. Hi, Eve McCartney. Yeah, yeah, Eve that loved, would be fun. She's a production designer friend. She uh, lo- she's also a loves her cats. She's yeah. a good talker. She'd come talk about pickle and jacks. That would be the funniest podcast. If it was me and Eve and all the podcast was, <laughs> was us giving like weekly updates on what our cats did that week. Oh, by the way, our boy, Derek Cardos. Love you, Derek. Uh, mm-hmm. Graphic designer. We've talked about lots. Yeah. Also, I believe one of his cats uh, passed Derek away. also has cats. 
he or has, had? He had two, and I, I don't know that he replaced – well, not replaced. That's not the right word. Uh, but no, but he, <laughs> he had t- uh, two, and I believe one passed away in the last few years, but gorgeous, like the ones that look like leopards and have like mm. crazy amazing stripes and like – yeah, all that kind of, I don't know what that that – I almost said brand, but that's yeah, that species. Yeah. Breed. Yes, there you go. Um, damn. damn I, so I, Derek I, could chime in. Derek, send us an email. <laughs> but it would be great to do a podcast that was like 10-minute episodes that were just, just the most mundane case. It's not like it's just you just sort of like talk about like, well, you know, like. The thing is, this already exists. Oh, I'm sure it does. Like 10. My friend Liz worked in pet food industry in different capacities so she was like at one point working for food she worked for a snack brand she worked for like a grooming uh utensil brand and like so she was very well versed but she would have to go to these conventions with, oh, I've been to with those people yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like it's like the headliner is like the guy who or gal who has you know uh 50 million subscribers on youtube that, oh yeah yeah i mean I, okay i'll take it back if i ever get like I mean, there's the, the limit of success or fame for a screenwriter is very like the most famous screenwriters in the world are still like not famous at all. But like, if you were, if one was incredibly famous and they started a podcast that was just ten minute episodes about what their cat did that week, that would be amazing. Like if like if like um, like Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I guess if on a screenwriting terms, but I guess I was going to jump to just like on a realistically, like if like you know, Britney, if Nolan. Britney Spears oh. had had a podcast that was just 10 minute episodes about her cats that would be everyone's favorite fucking well i mean you know this is not quite that but like taylor swift several years back really started talking about her cats and posting about them all the time Mm -hmm. so it's a taylor swift big you know yeah if taylor swift had a cat podcast so yeah i mean she already like she named one of them after uh oh what is the woman on everyone i know right now it's going "Ah," they're screaming at me going kate of course you know yeah i'm not uh Hardigay, the character the woman who was in was it uh one of these like network law shows law and order whatever oh yeah i, I never watched the shows uh, mariska hardigay yeah i don't know the name of the character but everyone else is yelling at us all my friends watch everybody's show, just yeah. screaming at us for, like you idiots yes but, but she, she named like, her named, cat yeah she's like this beautiful white you know poofy thing and mm-hmm. right. um you also had a famous cat is uh um Carl Lagerfeld of Chanel. Oh yeah, who passed away I've seen recently. photos of him with his cats. Yeah, uh, cha- chapeau, chapeau. I think his name is Chapeau, which is like the French word for mm-hmm. cat. Yeah, but like he, that cat had its own brand and following, and like yeah. would show up in the clothes and stuff, like like as a purse or something. You know, like he'd do like a cartoon of it and put it on a shirt. Yeah, and I would do that if I was Carl Lagerfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, enough about that's fashion and cat. Well, that's, yeah, but that's, but that's a good. That's a, that's that's a, that's an adjacent cahoots thing. As as Nate joked, that sometimes our ideas just turn into business ideas. So yeah, if if anyone knows like an incredibly famous person and wants them to do a low stakes podcast where they just talk about what their cat did that day, I think uh, if you're famous enough, that would be the greatest thing. I'm never gonna be famous enough that anyone's gonna truly give a shit, so I probably won't do it. But uh, I think it's a funny idea. And I could certainly, everyone who loves their cats can certainly talk about them for 10 minutes, you know, on a podcast. That's, that much is clear. But. Um, we do need to do a little housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Which was. Um, these are, these are more um, notes from your, your mother yeah, and namesake, feedback. Catherine. Yeah. My good, my mom's. Um, so she, she's so wonderful. She, uh she'll she'll text me like i know when she listens because she texts me mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, so for the, the motorcycle milk episode, Mm -hmm. she said, FYI, John D. Rockefeller drank breast milk every day and paid for several women to provide it, which is just a fun. I, that makes me, you know, my mind spins. Is that just like rich guy money? Is this is this the equivalent of like Elon Musk being like, we're going to do a hyper bullets thing that goes? Well, I think from it's more like, like uh, Peter Thiel getting blood from or young, Howard Hughes or something. Well, like you know, like the young, the young blood, the blood boy stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a thing yeah. where it's just like it's just this like really just Fury Road, but yes, it's like different people thinking that there are like uh, fountain of youth type of like or like that there's some sort of like oh if it, if this is what provides babies with all their nourishment, it must be like super powerful. So therefore. If I can afford to do that, then I have a, an edge on, you know, commoners or something Which like that. Which there is some version of like stem cell. Yeah, it's probably not entirely happens. untrue. I don't know if it I actually works like, for adults, but. I think there's like stem cell facials you can do yeah. and like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. And then. Uh, oh, she was just saying for meat drama. Mm hmm. She was saying, uh, like, behind the scenes at Chippendales, like, you could do a whole... Oh, that's another... Yeah, that's, like, yeah. the meat drama could be the title about a sort of, like, like drop-dead gorgeous, but about Chippendales dancers. Yes, I think so, yeah. Which, drop-dead gorgeous is a movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but we... I don't know if it's come up on the show, but you like that movie quite a bit, and that's the one... It's, like, a mockumentary about, like, a beauty pageant, right? Oh, drop-dead gorgeous? Yes. It doesn't say meat drama. The Ooh. Chippendales movie yeah. would be, like, that to... It, like you know like yeah. what that yeah it's like, like a christopher guest kind of yes. movie yeah yeah so if which you that, that was not but it was about like, about chippendales dancers which is sort of a magic mike thing but more of a sort of spoofy comedy you break version. the fourth wall and you do the whole yeah. like fun yeah small town mm-hmm. the most re- smartest she's the best dm tapper yeah there you go <laughs> no i remember as a kid at like the soccer fields in fayetteville georgia where like uh I played soccer and my all my friends did and stuff. I remember there used to be a Chippendales van parked in the parking lot of the soccer uh, complex. And as like a six-year-old, like, you know, Chippendale were cartoon characters. That's where the, you know, that's what, what we knew them as. And so we could only just like read and we saw this van that said Chippendales. And it was like, is that like you sort of think it's like a, you know, like a Disney thing or something. And I remember somebody explaining to me that like, oh, no, those are like, like men that are like, strippers or something like i don't know how i even understood that concept but i remember being you know six seven years old and trying to wrap my mind around the idea of what male strippers were yeah it's a funny thing and it's still funny we've talked about this previously on the episode uh we did yeah we uh, did. with daniel Shar. it's always a fun topic six o'clock stripper or whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. my uh yeah my my friends mm-hmm which is like that's the only time to do it. You're people aren't going to stick around past. You have yeah. to just uh, strong arm them into suffering through this mm-hmm. stripper that you've asked to come out in broad daylight. Yep, <laughs> to just to just kind of humiliate under himself. the fluorescent lights yeah. of light of day. Um, okay, wait. So now, or I think that's everything. Okay, everyone's caught up. Everything's good. All of our to-do list is checked. Now it's time to cahoots. Cahoots. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been a minute since we've done it. We had a couple episodes banked. We missed last week because we're just so busy. Because we we're not. It hasn't been announced, so we're not going to talk about it. But you are also leaving town soon for a project of a kind that 
hopefully soon we can talk about. But uh, either way, you're you've got exciting things going on. We're both going to be gone. Um, so over the next course of the next couple of days, we're going to try to uh, get as many episodes uh, recorded ahead of time. And that's what we're doing right now. So do you want me to do the one that I've been thinking of that I want? Yeah, go for it. So I had a couple ideas just randomly over the course of um, past couple weeks since we we haven't recorded. And uh, I had this one and I have a thing for it. And I don't remember where I... I mean, it's a phrase that you know very well. And in fact, I, you might have been the first person to use this phrase around me because I, I don't think I was familiar with it. Uh, it's a very funny expression that means a very specific thing, but I think you'll understand why it would be funny as a title for a movie that's not necessarily about that thing. And the title is Size Queens. Oh, yeah. And the movie I came up with is a as many of them are comedies built around like specific actors. So take your pick. It could be Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy. It could be, um, I don't know, whatever. But the, the idea is that it is a comedy about two women who are into the competitive vegetable growing, uh, like, you know, like, like where it's like the biggest, you know, uh, zucchini in the state of Iowa or whatever kind of things. So it's like two women that compete every year at the state fair for like the biggest. I mean, zucchini is hilarious because that would actually be the you, the poster is the two of them holding giant zucchinis yes. in the title size queens. And so like, you know, it is a sort of uh, a rivalry between the two of them. There's maybe a romance plot. Maybe there is a guy that they're sort of fighting over as well as trying to. Uh, beat each other for sabotage each other for who gets the biggest vegetable and wins and like you know maybe one of them wins every year and the other one's the upstart maybe they trade off every year but this is like the 10th anniversary and it's the biggest one yet or something i don't know what it is um but i can just literally the picture the poster of like take your pick of any of these two comedy actresses there with a giant zucchini and the big letters that say size queens I just think it's, I, I was like, that's so good. And that's such a Kate idea like that. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you riff on that or take it away to your own thing. But I'm, I, I haven't looked it up by the way. I kind of think it's a good rule for us to not IMDB search these things because there could very well be a movie called size Queens. I don't give a shit cause I haven't heard of it, but like, it's a great title that somebody should be using for a context of a movie that isn't necessarily about women that are obsessed with guys with big dicks, which if you don't know, that's what the term means. Well, I've heard, I mean, Kind of, but I've always heard it's always gay. My gay male friends that are like, "Oh, she's a size queen." Like it's gay uh-huh. men talking about other gay men. Sure. Who are into, but I'm sure like. But women, women self-apply well. it. I mean, yeah. you know. But I think it's like real. <laughs> it's really it's it's a term I hear. You see, like I I've just seen more in like gay meme culture mm-hmm. and like yeah. Yeah, but it's but yeah. I, I I I have seen it in other contexts. Yes, I'll say that yes, much. Yes. Um. No, I love size queens. I mean, what else do you got for it? I can't think of anything that's not sexual, and that's just two on the two on the nose. Well, then go no. into, but what's the funny? Then what's the plot for the sexual one? Well, it would be kind of funny if you you riff on the joke of like big shoes, you know, big, mm-hmm. and then everyone just like doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but if you had a, if you had like a. Okay, here. Okay, now we're getting into like maybe like Sundance territory. Okay, so you have, we, you I mean, have, it's always the other route that we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either you broad have, like, studio broad, comedy or yeah, Sundance movie. Yeah. yeah. 
So you have like the father who owns a shoe company, like uh-huh. a little shoe store, not even a company. It's like a little. It's like a shoe store in like Skokie, Illinois or whatever. Like Yeah. And know. his son is gay and does he doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I mean, so, so size queen is like about the shoe store and like shoe sizes. And that's just a very. <laughs> It's like it's, a, it's it's the but, it's the closeted gay son of yes, the shoe store owner to, like, in town who uses his his job as a but then he ends up like a, like a guy either I don't know maybe like some sort of okay so maybe it's that um, a closeted gay country singer comes through town and comes to buy some shoes and this is like it's a little bit like Call Me by Your Name where he's just like you know the the country singer's there for like mm-hmm. four days. And he has to like fit him his boots and talks to the guy and like, like it for the first really sweet when you talk about it, I really <laughs> like, first... I'm, I'm into it. Keep going. And for the first, I mean, I you would never call this movie science. Quiz. No, that's the that's the problem with it is that yeah. we, we sometimes when we go on the sentence ones they're too good yeah. for the jokey title, but just just keep riffing. But you know, you like this this um fifteen year old sixteen year old boy who works mm-hmm. in his dad's store. Like for the first, it's the first gay man he's ever met and so then now he's like oh i understand there's a context for this Mm -hmm. outside of just this tiny little town and world i live in and maybe like things aren't going to be you know like it just it's it's that like awakening thing of just like my life is not going to be like my life doesn't have to be a lie and then he goes to see and maybe i don't know how it ends but like i think I think that he becomes whether or not they have like a relationship or it's more of just like a friendship, but like he, like the young boy goes and watches him perform in this, like this local stadium. And he's like, Oh my God, you know, you can have this whole life and like, you don't have to like, you can travel and do all this stuff and you don't have to stay here. And like, there's a way for me to like, sort of not have to live a lie. But then, the performer's like, oh, but I live a lie. And so, like, you know, mm-hmm. they, there's this whole, I don't know, that's that's I my mean, Sundance it's, movie it's, that's it's, inspired it's, by Size Queens, but not called. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, it's. it's Actually, it's, though, Size Queens, because he's also a megastar. Yeah. And he's the young, it's like size of. No, I mean, I think it's, it, it, there's a chance it'll work. I mean, it's part Tinder Mercies, it's part mm-hmm. a gay version of A Star is Born, uh, which I still haven't seen. Um, and uh, it's Call Me By Your Name, which, Call Me By Your Name, if you haven't seen it, we've talked about it, I think, on this podcast before, is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever it's seen. So and thinking about it gives me chills, and it's wonderful, and um, the idea of a really, I mean, whether it's called Size Queens or not, I like your idea for a movie. Well, what's, okay, let's 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 keep going, though. I, I, I feel like there's got to be more in this. So the competitive vegetable growing, you know, the women trying to grow the biggest zucchini is funny. The tender you know, uh, kind of gay coming of age love story is funny. Um, okay. So size Queens, mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a body positive bunch of plus size women like that start, a they can't fucking find any clothes there for their thing, which is like, by the way, there's a bunch of you, if you, you know, read about like Vera Wang started designing, she designed her own wedding dress cause she couldn't find the thing she was like, she was looking for a specific mm-hmm. dress. Mm-hmm style couldn't find it mm-hmm. was like screw it i'll just design my own everyone was like can you make me one and she launched mm-hmm. one of the biggest wedding dress companies ever so there's also these stories with like i've already read a lot of like i couldn't find a bathing suit that actually fit my body so yeah. i just started designing bathing suits and now i serve a whole market so yeah size queens could be like it's just a fun a title for of, a movie about like about women, women. Yeah. yeah and it's like um because there is a woman 
her name is Gabby, I believe, who, who primarily I think does swimsuits. Maybe she just also does other like ready to wear mm-hmm. garments as well. But I know she got her start, I believe in swimsuits. I saw her, um, I'd, I had, I saw a couple for ads, but then I also saw her featured on, um, busy Phillips show mm-hmm. and they brought, you know, like basically six different body types in to do like swimsuit makeover kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I could see this woman, you know, she's, she's a plus size black woman who was just like, I didn't have options. So mm-hmm. I wanted a cute swimsuit and I got money to spend. Like no one's, well, you know, no yeah. one's like serving my, so you could have like a fun success story, like, you know, rags to riches story or something yeah, about yeah. like, and it could be a couple different women that are like, you know, maybe there's a version of it too, where it's like one of them's making swimsuits and one of them's making yeah. dresses and one of them's doing like, yeah, I've t- I brought a baby boom on the show before. It's like, it'd yeah. be like that, but for like uh plus size yeah women's wear or something which would yeah you can totally picture like the poster again with like multiples of them and like holding up outfits and stuff like that and size queens and it's just mostly a funny title that like if you get that that's the thing because there's probably also some sort of romance plot in there if you're doing that story it's also like it's also about like it could be also like the shy one that like different gets self-confidence because of the clothes you know by designing her own clothes if it gets self-confidence and therefore like you know, she's been unlucky in love and she, you know, like finds a guy because now she's confident and it's like, yeah. So like you could tell it's, yeah, that sells itself. I mean, like if that's, I mean, all, all ideas, copyright cahoots incorporated limited, (laughs) but that's, you know, like that would, that's a, if you wrote that well enough, that would sell like fucking so fast in this market and it, and it could be really cool and really fun. Yeah. Cause I mean, it also riffs on the whole thing of like calling girls Queens. Yes. Queen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, size queens could also be um, uh, a reboot-ish thing of Attack of the Fifty Thousand or the 50, is it Fifty Thousand Foot Woman? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You could you know, and it could be, but it could be, and it could be women or it could be gay guys. It doesn't really matter. Um, it could be like some sort of funny kind of like parody of a Godzilla movie where you have a you know, uh, sort of like I mean like that Anne Hathaway movie. Uh, I forget what was it called um she was in the colossal i think was what it was called uh the nacho viglando movie where like she was psychically connected to a like godzilla type monster that was destroying south korea and that was like a oh, funny yeah. interest it was a really cool movie actually um but that was like you know a funny sort of postmodern riff on a kaiju movie type of thing but so if you did something like that where it involved you know like attack of the Fifty Thousand foot woman which i think she's like it's like I don't even remember. I saw that movie as a kid just kind of because I thought it was like supposed to be sexy. And I don't know that it really is. Um, but like, uh, you know, where somebody gets huge and is doing stuff and it's, you know, funny. And I don't know what that would be exactly. I don't know why that would be funny other than it just would be funny. Um, Size Queens is a movie I'm going to get real weird here. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, do it. This is uh, either like an just a reg- like an animation or maybe even like a, like a claymation or something. Mm-hmm. And it takes place on a chessboard. And mm-hmm. the kings just die. So the queens have to like work together mm-hmm. and they're little. So they're little in size. 
but but here's the thing i think <laughs> i think here's the deal is that you actually take a step back and it's not a literal chessboard it's like some sort of little town that exists amongst the grass or something but you're sort of the inspiration is the chess is the game of chess yeah, it's, or it's like it's like it's like one of those things. two competing families in that live in grass mm-hmm. that could be creatures or humanoid i don't know but like the, they hate each other, but then they're like husbands die same time, same place, mm-hmm. or something, or I don't know. Oh, I see, I, see like, I see what you're saying. It's like a, like, like a Horton here's a who type of thing where there's like, like a like tiny things within, yeah, like you would never notice that, and so it's like yeah, like and the two matriarchs have to like they hate each other. They're dueling families or something across that's the, actually pretty across funny. the little river. Well, that's like because because it, it's I mean every after Pixar after Toy Story basically like every animated movie the initial concept was like oh what it, what are the what's the unseen world of a mundane thing and yeah. its emotional life and and how that is actually fun and interesting in ways that you you know you don't get to see it it's whatever and so it's like you know there was like the gnome things which yeah I, I we talked about that like i used to be on I, I may have mentioned this but i was on one of those like script upload sites uh that existed you said that people were always writing there was, these. There was like a, a I, there was a couple i want to say there was a couple gnome scripts and there was a couple Stanley Kubrick fake fake um, uh, moon landing scripts, B- both both of which things have now been made at least once, if not multiple times. In in I don't think any of them had anything to do with those ones. It's funny how those ideas just sort of exist. But anyways, all that to say that like that notion of like oh what does what do garden gnomes do when we're not looking? What do the things whatever? And so if you came up with something where like yeah the size queens, it's just so the title therefore is just sort of a joke for the parents to be like ha 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 in sort of a shrek kind of way like the jokes yes. that go over the kids heads but that ultimately oh yeah because they'll definitely like make dick jokes for the mom and dad yeah, yeah but it's like totally just a thing that like kids will just oh sorry you know like it's about two queens that are tiny in this little thing and so it's like i don't know if it's like i don't know what the kind of analog like like what the real world context this exists in is you know, if it well, is, yeah, like, I think. I mean, I think it is. I mean, it, drawing direct inspiration from a chessboard, it's like they live across a creek from each other. Which, well, yeah. What? what okay, no, this is what but, it would be: is, okay. is that you, you, you see kids playing chess. It's like two nerdy kids that play chess together. But then it's like when when you sort of like zoom into the level of the chess thing, it's like that becomes a whole world. And the idea is, it's like a it's a depiction of what the reality of what the chess pieces exist in like yeah we see them as these little plastic pieces on a board in these squares but from the perspective of the chess pieces they live a rich full emotional life that is fraught with like warfare and like loss and bloodshed and it's like that day they took the night in the by the way that entire row of pawns Mm -hmm. literal that's the those are just like lanyard wearing like dweebs that go to work yeah that's just like the cubicle guys and mm-hmm. gals and then you've got these dueling like ceo type dudes that just they i don't know they both have a heart attack at the same time i don't, I don't even know what that means they don't have to die at the same time but i just think like mm-hmm. if, if that's the inciting incident that like and these queens have to they're have to like figure and by the way they could literally be their wives or they could these two women could be the queens in quotes could be like the CFO at the company. You know what I mean? Yeah. At their like, little company. Which you're sort of describing is like, almost like, like boss baby or something where like, <laughs> which I didn't see, but I heard, yeah. I've heard enough people talk about it. That's like, 
they they create this whole are we just my pitching boss baby no 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 no, but just in the sense that boss baby is like a whole world that like doesn't make any sense but it does it's it's like literally just the baby it's a kid who's like there's a new it's like the new the family has a baby and the kid's like threatened by the baby but like there's all this like world around what is actually like I don't I can't even explain it because it sounds so surreal and bizarre but like yeah what 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 you're describing would be effectively that like the kids playing chess decide that they're gonna like they're bored playing normal chess and they're like what if we played chess without the kings and they come up with some new rule like they're like inventing their own version of chess and so they take the kings off the board and it's like oh that's funny and they're and they walk away from the game they leave it there and then you zoom all the way down into the thing and yeah. it's like crisis level like red alert like oh my god this has never happened before like this is what where does you know okay now the queens i guess are in charge it's a really funny little movie yeah like i mean it's like visualizing it it would be i mean if you could figure out how to visualize this in a way that was like clever and interesting because I guess when you go into it, they don't look, it's not like Lego movie where like the characters are Legos. Like you wouldn't want the characters to be chess pieces. No, no, no. It's like, so you'd have to find a way to sort of visually trans transfer from good thing that I was a storyboard artist and concept artist for all these years we could do this. and have designed creatures. We could do it. We could do size Queens. All rights, and to, uh, all rights and regulations and Sony animation. I, don't know. I mean, I just do a lot. I mean, that is so Pixar y, too. The idea of like two boys just like taking the kings away for whatever reason because they're playing with them or doing this. Yeah, and yeah. so you would have periodic, like, sort of like Deus Ex Machina type things where like. You, you're zooming in on the, the kings thing. have to work together they find each other outside well, the, thing. the kids yeah. come back and they make moves in the game and then that impacts the narrative on the small scale thing but yeah then maybe eventually the pieces i don't know yeah i mean it's it's this is like really like abstract but well no because imagine work. if each boy if it's like they're they each were holding their kings kind of like in a moment of just like oh you know we don't and, it, and maybe they're not full they don't fully understand how the game works anyway i don't mm-hmm. know maybe they do maybe they don't but either way it's like they're like boys so they're like playing with their kings mm-hmm. like crashing the kings together mm-hmm. and then they're you know they're at one of their houses and the mom's like boys lunch you know sandwiches and the kings like sneak away or something well they just like pocket them or something so mm-hmm. now the kings are like have to escape this trap of yeah yeah a pocket and then yeah. they find each other you know, under the floorboard, <laughs> under the under like the yeah, they get the, dropped like in a gutter to- or something. like the toe yeah. kick in the the under your cabinets of the toe kick area. Mm-hmm. It's like one of them falls and like rolls under there and hides, and the other mm-hmm. one like he sees the other one like shimming down, sort of like a uh, army man style mm-hmm. down the cabinet mm-hmm. from like a you know some it's just like very pixary but yeah but then it's like so the end result and, the, and he's like i hate you i hate you like but they find so by the end when the, when the game like when the, when they're all reunited it's like there's actually peace in the sort of kingdom or whatever where like they do come to some sort of agreement and they continue to be chess pieces in the sense that they are playing friendly games but the actual conflict within the chess board reality has been resolved through this chaos of well and you get the fun i mean this is one option you don't have to go with but you kind of get the like honey i shrunk the kids bit where they actually they have to make the trip back out across Mm -hmm. the lawn you know to Mm -hmm. the yeah yeah well that that's you we took uh what was initially a dick joke and took it to a very uh uh interesting explorative place very highbrow because it i it involved chess Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm 
Also, by the way, what it would be is it would be um, it's 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 a, a nerdy kid who loves chess, who's like uh, sort of like uh, it's like a city mouse, country mouse thing where it's like the nerdy kid who loves chess and his like cousin comes to visit. And nice. the cousin is nice. sort of like a jock kind of guy. And they're both are like nine years old or something like that. And the jock cousin is like kind of too too dumb or doesn't care about chess. And so he's the nerdy one's trying to teach the guy chess. Nice. And and he starts questioning the rules of it. And he's like, well, I don't know. Those are just the rules of chess. And he's like, yeah, but who 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 invented chess? And he's like, I don't know, like some Russian guy probably. And he's like, yeah. So there's no Russian guy here to tell us. Like I'm saying, we when we play chess differently. And that's the inciting incident. So you also have, in addition to the conflict between the warring you know families of on the chessboard that will ultimately get resolved by this you have the two kids that don't get along at first because the one wants to play by the rules yes. the other one wants to break all the rules and somehow through all of this they come to an understanding where the rule breaker you know cousin comes to appreciate the intelligence and the the, the skill of the and the other guy learns to sort of bend the rules a little bit and have fun and somehow it becomes a thing that through this whole conflict everybody sort of gets along and understands to respect each other's differences. So it was, just it's a story from the, the upstairs, downstairs kind of thing. Well, and I'll build on that a little bit more since we are increasingly getting out of the uncanny valley of animation. And you look at like Toy Story 3 where our faces look so good. Mm-hmm. So you could actually do kind of a two-hander where it's like, you're in the chess world, but you're in these two boys' world. Yeah. Like, fully. Not not even just, like... Because, you know, Toy Story does, like... We live a little bit in the human world. Yeah. But, it's, but we could actually do, like... like... I mean, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where you see the parents. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, no, that, that's literally what we're talking about, actually. Because in that whole thing, it's like the, the parents come to get along with their neighbors that they don't like because they're all looking for their kids, right? Isn't yeah. that what happens? Sort of. Sounds right. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. It was actually the first movie I saw when my family moved to uh, Atlanta when I was like five years old. The first weekend we were there, my parents had a thing they had to go to, and we were uh, stayed with babysitters who took us to see Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in the theater. It's my first memory of seeing a movie in the theater in the state of Georgia where I eventually spent my whole childhood. But it's been a long time. But yeah, I believe that's the whole thing is it's like two next door neighbors that hate each other. The kids end up getting shrunk by the Rick Moranis dad's uh, shrink ray. And then the parents all realize their kids are missing and they all team up to go find the kids. And then like, meanwhile, like the, the, all the kids sort of bond. And that's like the girl ends up like, the girl, the teenage girl and the teenage boy end up liking each other. It's like a, you know, romantic comedy plot and stuff. And like, yeah, we're literally describing a animated higher concept uh, reinvention of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which, by the way, is probably going to happen at some point anyways. Somebody will make a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. I don't know what T minus like year and a half, probably. I'm guessing we'll hear about it'll that. It'll be a direct reboot. Uh, it just seems like something that would just happen. It was a successful movie. So, I mean, you could do it. It's a simple concept. Whether it'll be live action or animated is another question, but I'm just being very stony faced because I know stuff. You do. Well, I know stuff about a pitch that includes that. Okay, well, tell me off mic. I'm, I did not know this, and I'm not surprised with whatever it is. But no one's gonna make size queens unless we do it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love that. Wait, the chess. You yeah. mean or yeah. any version of it? No, well, 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 I'm probably any version of it, but I'm saying like the chess one is something that would need to be like 
worked out in a very imaginative way and it's the kind of i think that that's the sort of pitch that you go in with concept art with like this is the whole world of this thing this is how this this is how you visualize this this is why this is interesting and cool and like you don't just like walk in and verbally pitch like we enter the magical world you know like the world of the it's like no no no. it needs to be like something people can see and if you could do it well i think it probably could be a movie um i just don't think anyone else is going to have that abstract of an idea because it was built around the title which you wouldn't use the title for that movie if you know what I'm saying. Like it's like this was a sort yeah. of um, deductive reasoning. I mean, there's thing. movies like I mean, if you this is a little foreshadowing, but if you look at Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. it functions. It plays off of cards, like card games, mm-hmm. right? There's a Looking Glass mm-hmm. is plays more like chess. Mm-hmm. it's very still abs- like thematically abstract because it's mm-hmm. not like it's not literal literal but but like that's a good example of like just an inspiration point of i don't know i mean i don't know why i would bring that up other than i've just been yeah, thinking was, a lot it's about funny, it's a funny thing for you to bring <laughs> up <laughs> lewis carroll anyway yeah no i think i mean there it's it's not impossible um to think about uh i just think that in a, in our case it, it it was a very roundabout way to get to this idea, but I think it's a fun idea. Um, we 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 have enough time for this to be an episode. Do we have anything else for Size Queens, or do we have? Because we should probably cut it at one idea because we're going to try and do multiples. I don't want to like. Um, I just want to add one more thing to your initial idea okay. Go for uh, it. about the kind. Like, of course, the climax of the film is going to be their eggplant that they're able to grow a certain oh, yeah. size oh god i didn't think about it you're right yeah. it's not zucchini it has in this day and age it has to be eggplant yeah and it would be like they that they whatever grow potion or whatever the hell they're doing in their magic mm-hmm. lab or fun thing or whatever it comes down to an eggplant but yeah i do love i really missed the boat on that one i do love that you can now like they're there are specific fruits that if you put them in, have you seen these? They, they sell molds where that, okay. So oh, it's, and it'll grow into the, into shape. the shape. Well, yeah. Well, like, cause the square watermelons was the first time that was the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now you can buy these, um, which they're basically just clear acrylic 3d three dimensional molds that are just like bolted around the edges. Mm-hmm. And as you're, like pears apparently do well with this. Watermelons that do well with pear, it. Pears makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. there's like specific ones. Eggplants would. You put. Well, okay, wait. Now, see now, then there's a couple. With the eggplant that looks like like it's like, like veiny, a like a dick. Yeah, like something. Yeah, but that's a different thing. I mean, no, I mean, but, the, but that's actually really funny because it would be no, no. What you're pitching is good because it would be like the 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 every year the veg- you can make a watermelon look a heart by the way yeah this is and, and by the way i know nothing about competitive vegetable growing this is not a th- i just don't i'm aware that you you hear that oh so and so when you see a picture of an old guy in an iowa with like the big ear of corn or something like that and it's like oh he won the thing and so like i'm sure that you know that subculture of interest has like blossomed its own you know like technological advancements in its own stylistic you know trends and stuff like that but if the whole conceit of the thing, imagining that this doesn't already exist, is that every year you've had, it's just the biggest one that wins. And then it's like, so if it's like Melissa McCarthy's been growing the biggest eggplant every year and she always wins. And then Kristen Wiig came out of nowhere and she is the one who got the 3D printer and printed the the thing that you grow the vegetables in. And she won by having not just a big one, but a sort of 
stylish one that was shaped like something specific or shaped in a way that was like more elegant. And then that's part of why the competition is sort of amped up is like, oh, the 3D printing technology where you can make the box thing to grow the vegetables in. Now it's not just big, it's also shaped a specific way. And so if it's the two of them, like if that's a component of it, and so like if the, you know, like the winning one is just this like giant veiny dick, but that's you know, pretty funny. Like straight up just... It's got to be like Fred Willard, just straight from. He's like the judge of the thing. Yeah, try to shave. That's uh, that's yeah. Like, but does it taste good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I... That's a shower, not that's a grower, or whatever you like. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> it's a shower, not a grower. Yeah. It's yeah. a shower and a grower. <laughs> no, this movie's funny. Like I'm telling, this is a funny movie, and this is this is just all an idea. I don't know what exactly uh you know i i wish i could say it i'm not like being coy i don't remember what it was but somewhere i heard the phrase again and i was like that is too good and it could oh, I be do. and i just jumped a vegetable i have no idea why i i will i i do have an update for anyone who loved daddy's princess please Did uh, you see him today at the gym i saw him today he was wearing a black cut off shirt but because he was coming up the stairs and he came around a certain way i swear to god i almost tripped on the treadmill trying to like crane my <laughs> neck over because he, he just sort of like by the time i looked up he was i i was i saw him in profile mm-hmm. but i recognized him or i he was kind of like three quarter and then like mm-hmm. he moved into profile and i was like and i just my eyes went straight to the shirt and i was like it's black and then he walked away and he still great. had black shorts on mm-hmm. like because he normally does the short whatever like gray shorts or something and then the pink shirt he had black little cutoffs and a black cutoff top so i could only see him and i i i am i was very close to tripping and like breaking my neck on a treadmill i mean not the breaking the neck part but you tripping on a (laughs) treadmill to crane your neck to see if you don't if you haven't listened to it's it's our most popular episode i think to this day daddy's princess yeah it it was inspired by a a, a tank top shirt cutoff shirt that kate saw a gentleman at the gym wearing and uh that you know said daddy's princess and here's the thing we are we have now entered pride month which makes me think this this crop top black shirt he had today was probably amazing great and i missed it so i'm gonna be go back to the gym soon and hopefully i mean but how many hey girls and gays i'm going i'm doing it yeah (laughs) i want to know what it is uh so that was another sorry that should have come at the top as housekeeping to updates but i did yeah I just and he had he coordinates his shirt with his socks so he does like the tall socks and so they were like black with white details sounds like like a stylish man I'm just sad I didn't see the graphic I I am too I am too I didn't want to end this episode sad (laughs) (laughs) well you know you did it you did it Kate it's okay there's more episodes to come but um all right guys uh, thank you for listening. This was uh, Cahoots, and uh, more more coming at you in in the near future. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna post as much as we can. We promise. We promise. Promise. D- double quitsies. Yeah. What was that? And yeah. if we miss more weeks, you know, we're sorry. But we also, you know, there's we'll see we'll see what happens. But there there could be some fun stuff coming up. Yeah. Maybe okay. maybe Ben will call in on set and be like, "Hey, y'all." And yeah. that'll just be a thing. I don't know. We what, might do, we what, might do a phone I, one. Is there anything? If you guys, I mean, we have a web or a, we don't have a website. Don't, I don't know where no, I was going with that. We have an email address. But if there's something that you would, if you would want to hear 
I don't know, like Anything. a sing. We've talked about doing like a sing, like single pe- person episodes. Oh god, yeah. I but mean, the, I don't know. It's almost just hilarious as I an mean, experiment. Yeah. I mean, if I do it, I'll just get like really stoned probably and see. I mean, I don't mind saying that on the podcast, but like. Yeah, it's legal. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, cahootspodcast at gmail.com. If, if you guys have any ideas, find us on Twitter at B. Davis Collins at Kate yeah. Delaney. Yeah. I, I will be honest uh, on Twitter. Ben is way more active than I, but. Yeah. Uh, also at Cahoots Podcast uh, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. So if there's anything you, you know, you want, I mean, we're, we're, we've sort of been like too busy to really be as active in general as promoting and stuff, but we're, you know, we're going to get through this uh, period of exciting things that are distracting us. And then when we're both back in town, we'll, you know, make a full press back to being more regular. So, yep. Always be regular. Always be regular is what your doctor tells you. Yep. But it doesn't always happen. You know, you do your best. We're all just humans. Yeah. Oh, God. I see. I was thinking about ladies. Never mind. Good night. <laughs>